to the Random Team Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season one of Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Or Carl Lucas, as it is also known. <laughs> so this was a relief to watch. So much. There, there were, there were. It's bad when something as heavy as Luke Cage is a palate cleanser. Um, there were a lot of people <laughs> who were surprised that we did not like Daredevil 2. Oh, okay. As much as we didn't like it. Uh, a lot. It was a lot bad. I, like, it just, and, and I won't say it was quote unquote bad. It was bad for us. We did it not It did not hit it. us the right way. No, something about and it. And I felt, again, we felt really bad well, that we didn't like it. And see, Daredevil 2 podcast, we won't, we won't rehash all of that. But to the first episode of Luke Cage was like a breath of fresh air to me. It really was. And it got better. Yes. Every episode was more engaging episode, than the one before. Every character, every. Oh my God, my Schlaer, my Claire. Oh my god! I think this this show should be re- retitled "Claire is done with your sh- hero shit." But also Claire and some Luke Cage shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need the Claire. I need the Netflix Marvel Claire. I love how how heavily involved she was in this. For once, yeah, she really because she's kind of cropped up in the others. Well, and she's the string that binds everybody together. Yes, yes. So, um, but yeah. oh my god! I know that I watched like a. One episode, two episode, three episode, and I I had a hard time stopping. Stopping. Okay, yeah, I have got to go to bed. Yeah, uh, that's and then halfway that was through, me too. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Uh, and I understand we were uh, Cottonmouth has been mentioned to us as being a top. I think it was was it Greg put him at the top one of the of top. His, yeah, his top villain. And I was like, eh, nobody could beat um, Fist Kilgrave or Kilgrave. Kilgrave, yeah, because Kilgrave is my top. So far, as far as the Marvel Netflix goes. Okay, okay. Kilgrave is top for me. Okay. And then um, Kingpin. Okay. But then Cottonmouth's got to be right behind him. Cottonmouth, that's a tough call. Cottonmouth but also Diamondback. Was, Diamondback was a little over the top for me. Oh, he absolutely oh, he was. was. He, now, he was great. He surprised the fuck out of me, though. But, and very comic book-esque. I did not realize when I was like, oh, yeah, Cottonmouth. Wait, what? Cottonmouth's dead? It's episode what, seven. Excuse me? It was, what was it, like seven, I think it Six was? Six or seven, yeah. I was like, what oh, just happened? Excuse me? And I asked you, uh, please excuse? I asked you a question, because again, historically, I take longer to watch these than you do. Um, I asked I'm you. I'm not obsessive, what? Early on, I said, who is the bigger villain? Does it end up being Cottonmouth, or does Mariah come up and become a bigger villain? And you were like, no comment? Had you gotten to the death point? Cottonmouth had already died okay. at that point. Okay. Had been dead, was dead at that point. And I was like, neither. Because <laughs> it's Diamondback. Yeah. Who I don't think had really been introduced at the point. You were, not really. No, and we had he'd, heard of him. We heard of him because Shades. Yeah. Okay, can we put Shades on par with Wesley? Holy balls, Shades. I hated him. I hated, hated, I also hated liked him. him. But I loved him. Yeah. And I, I still don't know him. who that actor reminds me of. Who is I? It, hey, so it's not just me. He no. reminds you of somebody, somebody. And I have scrolled through his entire IMDb and nothing. It's he kind of reminds me a little bit of of yes, Littlefinger. No, yeah, but no, of not um, not his mannerisms. Oh like God. I mean, not his. What is his name? I don't know. He reminds me a lot of Littlefinger. What the. I don't know what his, what the fuck his name is. You're going to shoot me when I tell you I can't remember this guy's name. The Last Witch Hunter. Oh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. My God. 
He's my fucking husband. I can't remember his goddamn he's name. My, he he's one of your many little, husbands. M- many. Um, he kind of reminds me of Vin Diesel a little bit, but I think that's just the bald. Yeah. Um, but the attitude. Yeah. There's a bit of an attitude there. He, he does remind me a lot of Littlefinger little. because he's he's he the kind of guy does. that's... He kind of does. But I kind of feel like Shades is a good version of Littlefinger. Because Littlefinger is like 100% evil, evil. Yes. And he needs to die and whatever. And Shades, he's he's persistent. He survives. He's. I was surprised he made it to the end of the show. I was too. I thought for sure he was going to yeah, he was gonna get killed. And well, Mariah. and they tried. Oh, yeah, they did. Ooh, him and Mariah. Mariah. Yeah. Misty, a, misty fucking night. Misty fucking night. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to have to pull up IMDb because we're getting. Is her name Simone? Yeah. We need to, like, have some semblance I'm instead like, of us just shouting. I'll, I'll, I'll get something up real quick. Um, I do. Before we do that, I do want to mention that I did some looking into these characters. Uh, the majority of. Them are canon, These characters said. are. The characters themselves are canon except Pops. Okay. Which made my heart hurt. Oh, yeah. Because I love Pops. Yeah. Um, and the majority of their quote-unquote origin stories is pretty close, except Reva was never his wife. Okay. Okay. Um, the origin story is, for the most part, correct. Willis Stryker is his half-brother. Um, I do have a question for does, you. He does know Claire Temple. They did kind of date for a while, but... Reva was never his wife, so but how, she is she is involved. She was part of the. Um, how does Kilgrave fit in? How does Kilgrave fit in? Because she's she on that USB drive. That was where the Kilgrave footage was. That he basically had her kill Reva for. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jessica Jones. It was the the video of him being experimented on. So my question was, how the fuck does Baby Kilgrave footage? fit into what in Reba canon, was doing. I don't in canon I don't think he does. No, I mean I mean in the MCU. Cuz in the MCU that USB had Kilgrave stuff on it. Okay. And I I think it was research. No why? Okay, that was a little ambiguous. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm accessing <laughs> that information now. Booting. I'm, I'm I'm now that I understand the question. You're talking about in the show how yes, does in the Reba show. relate to Kilgrave because she has his Records. I think it's somehow she somehow their research her and um, the the doctors dude. Um, they had them and Kilgrave's parents. parents. Somehow that re- they had to be. That's I the guess. same kind of a research field uh, with the the not mutants. Yes, that the, are in the MCU. There's all that research that's going on. So it's got to be related somehow. But uh, we have yet to see defenders yes that's um, true i've watched a couple of episodes but i didn't want to get too far into it because we um, haven't iron fisted that sounds bad when i say it like that like a verb can we just pretend that doesn't can we just not because i watched the first episode of defenders and wow <laughs> no i understand why everybody bitches about iron fist yeah they're not wrong they're not so wrong. um I don't know. Let's 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 ponder that. It's got to have something to do with. It's got to be the the same research. But like Luke's knowledge. is more physical, whereas Kilgrave's was more mental. But it turned out it was a virus. Remember, which was a physical manifestation. True. True. I just wondered why, and it became Reva was the only person he could get it from. 
That's why he had because Jessica go had after art, her. Because she had the USB drive. Right. And and the USB drive turned out to play a big role in Luke Cage. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll learn more in Defenders. I hope I hope so. So if any of our listeners do happen to well, understand I, that, please shoot us an email. We do have some feedback, so I'm trying. Where's the cast list? There, okay, there it is. Series cast, uh, cast, series cast. Everybody, that's okay. Awesome. So Mike Coulter plays Luke Cage slash oh Carl Lucas. Let's let's talk about Luke Cage. Uh, awesome. I love him so much. Um, he, the flashback scenes, I think were really well done. They made him look different without really having to change his appearance a whole lot. I mean, they just had the hair. Yeah, the hair. Uh, which was wily, to be honest. And they yeah. put him with some other characters who weren't as big as, who were almost as big as him. Yeah. Even the white supremacist guard... I mean, yeah. my God, blonde hair, blue eyes. I mean, all he yeah. needed to do was asshole. say, hell, Hitler. Racist, and racist asshole. Oh, I know. That's, and in today's climate. Oh yeah, exactly. In that Georgia. Was that was rough to watch. Oh, yeah, that's Once right. you found out Georgia. Seagate was in Georgia, you were like, oh, oh fuck. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was hard to watch, but it explained a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just kept, he just kept getting himself somehow Carl Lucas kept getting himself dug deeper and deeper. Well, but we find a lot of that had to do with Diamondback in the background that he didn't know about. that's true. Working against him. That's true. Which was all just sibling rivalry in the end of the day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Could we we make any more Cain and Abel references? Right. And, like, they made them overtly. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they even had Eve. Yeah. Which would be Reva. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, she was the, the mother. In, no, in not Reva. Reva was Eve. She was the mother of Cain and Abel's mom. Reva's not, Reva was his wife, not his mom. But Reva created. Oh, to that extent. Yeah. Reva was the creator. Yeah. Of not Luke a Cage. Diamondback, though. But. Mm, sort of. Yeah. Question mark, question, question mark. Question mark, question mark. Yeah. There was a lot going on, though. So. I wanted uh, to be like. Nobody could benefit from therapy more than Diamondback. And that's saying a lot in the Netflix series <laughs> because everybody needs therapy. Literally everybody, maybe except for Claire. Claire doesn't have time for that. So. No, Claire knows her shit. Claire's not angsty Claire about have time it. time to be the therapist is what Claire's going, just like, so. nope, I'm going to get my shit done. And I love it when she looks at Luke and she's like, I never back down from a fight. Trust that. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he has trust issues, which yeah, I understand which that. I totally get that. So. I did enjoy Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. Yes. I, I love that we got the introduction we got of him in Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Yeah. It wasn't just one of those passing things. He was in it quite a bit. He was. Um, which gave us gave this series some, re, uh, some agency mm-hmm. because he already knew Claire. Yep. Um, and it helped with the flow. Yeah. Uh, to introduce him. Um, I... Jessica really wasn't brought up a whole lot, and that kind of hurts my heart. Um, she was more than I honestly thought she oh, would really? be. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, at one point, even uh, in, I think it was 11 or 12, um, Mariah says something about, oh, and this girl, which again, we get confirmation for your coworker, this girl in Hell's Kitchen that snapped a guy's neck because he was controlling her mind. So Jessica Jones is Hell Kitchen, Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Yep. But Luke Cage is Harlem. Yes. 
Okay. But he was in Hell's Kitchen. He was with the time. bar, and then his bar but then, went but kablooby. But the Luke Cage show is in Harlem. Hell's, in Harlem, so which they filmed in Harlem. They wanted. They made a a big um, deal out of it because they were like, "What kind of posers would be we be if we did a show that was so much about Harlem that it's kind of its own character to and film on a back lot." Oh yeah, it was filmed in Harlem. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, well, it, and you had the cast of so many. Oh my God! Black people exist in the MCU. Oh my God! It's not just Rhodey and Sam and like two and other people in the background. Yeah. So that and I and I read um and I read some of this before I actually watched it. Um. So it was it was generic and non spoilery. But the creator and the showrunner and everybody involved was like, no, we want this to be a very black show. It's, it's a black be. show about black people created by black people for black people. And there's some superhero stuff involved. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, it was created by Archie Goodwin, John Romita, and George Tuska. And uh, the showrunner is, hold on, let me look it up. Uh, first appearance was in Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, which that comes up a lot. They made references to that. that. But it's from, uh, Luke Cage is as old as I am. Oh. 1972. Oh. There's, uh, by the way, in case anybody's wondering how old I am. Um, uh, Cheo Hidori Coker okay. is the creator that uh, I read an interview with. Okay. And they were like, yeah, we want this to be about black people and black problems in a black area with real black people. And As it should be. It was amazing. It was really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the MCU, which is so well, whitewashy. And it... I... Am not a person of color, right? Neither and, am I. And uh, but I really felt like this show went to a world that I am not as aware of. Plus, we're or, not urban. No, we're not. Um, I mean, we live in a biggish city, but we are not urbanites. No, we have um, always lived in the suburbs so between I, the two of us, right? Uh, and it engaged me. It was very engaging. For, the story was being, very powerful. For and it being something I'm not foreign, or it's foreign right. to me. Even even like Daredevil, and that was something that I ne- I just didn't connect with the second that was season. season the se- first season was really good. The second one, and so for it being so uh, like the urban thing is kind of anathema to me as far as my personal experience, mm-hmm. and for this to be so outside of the realm of my experience and to be so engaging, right. It was so well done. Like, you don't have to be somebody that lives in the inner city to appreciate this show. Yeah, the the I, the I only experience I really have is the year and a half that I lived in New Orleans. It was only a year and a half that I lived in New Orleans. And I lived in the, in French, the French Quarter. And I lived in the French Quarter, which, was, which is the heart of New Orleans. And uh, so I was French Quarter 24-7. I lived it. Yeah. And, but it was only for about a year and a half. So... I mean, I can see the, the the behind the scenes that's there, but it's mm-hmm. also very touristy. So I can't. There's no way you cannot yeah. compare. That's not even a comparison at all. But as far as urban Harlem, versus but rural, that, that's as urban as I've ever been. So my yeah. experience is very very limited. And anyway, so um, but Luke Cage is a very strong character. He holds up on literally screen. strong and figuratively, right? Uh, so so he his powers are his skin is imprinted impenetrable to a point right and he's super strong yep is that the gist of his 
Yeah, that's kind of what I got from the show, at least. Yeah. Uh, okay. According to Wikipedia, possesses superhuman strength and stamina, has extremely dense skin and muscle tissue, which render him highly resistant to physical injury. Uh, Cage possesses these abilities as a result of cellular regeneration. Yeah, and that's that's what the okay. scientist said, which he said basically you're immortal. Okay. Um, which I think is going to be interesting long term. Luke Cage doesn't age like regular people. So he, but he was trained as a street fighter. He was a gifted athlete before that. Yeah. And in this iteration, um, which I know is different from canon, he has the Marine background. He has the uh, cop background, um, which again, differs from canon. Okay. So uh, let's move on to Misty Knight. (gasps) Misty Knight is everything. I love her. I adore she's her. She's complicated. She... She's pig-headed. Because there are times where you're like, Misty, you're being dumb. Mm-hmm. You don't know you're being dumb because you don't know all the information. But, oh, my God, please trust Luke. But when, but she does well with the information she does have. When she does those... Okay, this is oh, my favorite part. Oh, I love it. When she does the visualization. with When she's looking at the crime board. Which, that's that's almost... Um, Sherlocky. Sherlocky. I was thinking House. Uh, well, I was going to go house, which is, of course, uh, Sherlock. But yeah, for those scenes, I was like, mm, yeah, that's my very specific kick. <laughs> um, every time she would do that, but for that to be a, a woman yes. and a woman of color. Yes. To show, in a position of authority. In a position of authority showing that kind of power. Yep. Who never backed down. Yep. Um, and then, but her boss, the two different bosses that she went through, also women of, of color. color. And I was like, yes, this yeah. is an accurate representation. And when I saw her with a white partner at first, I was like, we'll, oh, get, we'll get to Scar. I was like, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. Scarf. But I, I, was, I was also like, fuck. Yeah, but he played second fiddle to her. Yes, he did. And that's why I was like, oh, he okay, d- I'm listening. De- he deferred to her in everything. Yep. So, uh, but Misty Knight was incredible. She's a very strong character. In the MCU. She started um, out as a love interest, but it wasn't, that wasn't the one note that they gave her. No, they happened to sleep together when they first met. Yeah. And you know but what? But it didn't define the whole rest of her and, arc. No, and it, it got awkward for a minute. And then it was, it was, that was it. They moved on. Yeah. Which as someone who has, you know, how I am with, you know, the, the love interest issue. Yeah. Like, why does everybody, why does everything have to be about a love interest? Yeah. To see that come and go as smoothly as And again, as it, it did, was not def- her defining It trait. was not her defining. She wasn't mooning over Luke Cage the entire right? time. Her care, I mean, she was, her interest in him was professional. Yes. Not and at times, And at times she was against him. She was. She thought he was the bad guy for a long she time. She did. But to, that was such a relief to see that it wasn't, so nice. she wasn't mooning after him for the yes. rest of the show. Yes. And her and Claire, and once she saw him with Claire. She was like. She was like, all right, cool. It wasn't a she was, bitch fight. I loved it because she was really drunk at that point because of her arm. Yeah. And she was like, y'all sound like you're married. I love drunk, <laughs> drunk, drunk, bleeding <laughs> out, don't give no fucks, Misty. It was awesome. I was like, I would like to have drinks with you. I know. Yeah. And she was great. Uh, the actress just played her so well. I loved her. I'm, I'm excited because I saw her in the trailers for Defenders. So I'm oh, just yeah. like, oh yeah, 
I want some Misty. Uh, so that takes us to Shades. We talked about Shades yes. already. Uh, incredible character. His Likeable, story, but also complex and terrible. Very complex. He's fighting to survive. He doesn't know. He doesn't need to be number one. No. But he's trying to survive. Yes. And to, in his history with Luke, going all the way back to the prison to Seagate. And I loved watching him, and it was so nuanced and different. His reaction to as as Cottonmouth is kind of going down the crazy train. Mm-hmm. And so you see him react to that, and you see him try to give Cornell counsel, and then his different reaction to Diamondback's hyped-up crazy form of crazy, like he thought Cornell was crazy Mm -hmm. toward the end, when he sees Diamondback. He's like, "Uh, Mariah, I'm going to stand over here for a minute. But, like, I really liked him reacting to that. Well, and I like that he wasn't a white man. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, Hispanic. Yes. So that, so it could, because he shows up with Cornell as I'm here as Diamondbacks representative to tell you what to do. And oh yeah, we used to run together. So that, that and then was, we find out he's got a history with or his dad has a history with pops. Or no, that was Chico. It was Chico's. It was yeah. because it was Cottonmouth. It was Cornell pops and Chico's yes, dad, which I did not get the first time. Ran around I together ran through it. I completely misinterpreted that's, that. That's why pops was Switzerland was yeah. because of Cornell and pops's history. Yeah. So he that shop was yeah. Switzerland. So and he um, respected that. Yeah. So that takes us to Mariah. Oh, she was great. So tell her story. So. Uh, Alfrey Woodard, who is amazed balls and has been in everything, um, she, uh, she got cast for Luke Cage, which is awesome. Yeah, cool. I can see, especially if she had, if she was privy to the whole season, I could easily see her wanting to be involved in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. To go, oh, wait, I go from this to what now? Uh, yes, um, please. So she was cast and, uh, they approached her for Civil War. And so she's like, yeah, sure, whatever, money. I'm sure Marvel threw money at her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they like, filmed it, and then it, they didn't realize that she had been cast in Luke Cage, and it was like, shrug. Oops. So she's canonically two different characters yes, in the MCU. She uh, for those of you wondering, she was in Civil War. Yes. She was the woman who met Tony Stark at the elevator after his MIT. And talked about uh, her MIT. son. At, after the MIT uh, speech. Yes. She her son who elevator. passed away in Wakanda. So... So, yeah, she's in the MCU twice. And she was really good. She was, um, her, some, I've seen some people complain about her character being inconsistent. Well, but I could she, see emotionally her being inconsistent because she was constantly a battle with her past and redefining of, uh, herself. Mama Mabel. Yes. But when she was in front of the camera. She, she put was, on that. She was councilwoman. Yeah, she put on that veneer. And and she was, uh, when she was next to Cornell, she was meek. Mm-hmm. Because she was the... Family first. Uh, family first, but she was she deferred to him. Yep. But once she murdered him... Which, holy balls, that was amazing. Holy shit balls. But, you know, I... It... it with her screaming, I didn't ask, I didn't want it. I didn't as want it. As soon as he I said... Was like, Oh my God. As soon as he, st- cause you finally get that, that bombshell with the flashbacks with their uncle, you finally get 
him saying, well, he never did anything to me and he was good to me. And I think you were asking for it because you were wearing, oh, that you were second, wearing, he was the dead. Sec- he was yes. dead right then. He was dead. right there. I was, was like, dead. he needs to die. And then like four seconds later, he was dead. She kills him. And I was like, what? I paused it. I had to pause it. Take a minute. I like literally got up, walked around the living room <laughs> and was like, what just Holy happened? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, wow. In canon, she's known as Black Mariah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. She was awesome. So I could, I get she the inconsistency of character, but I think that was, was on purpose. I don't think she was inconsistent. I, I think, think she was she at was, war with herself. She was diverse. She was at war with herself. She was at war between trying to be the good councilwoman that yep. Mama Mabel wanted her. Mama Mabel wanted her to study law. She was going to be legitimate. She was going to go places. She yep. was going to do things. But that's not who she was. Yeah. That's not the world she was And as in. Shades is talking to her, and I loved the bit before she kills Cornell where he's like, no, you're going to hit the point. Okay, the Shades and Mariah relationship is real squeaky. But also I love it. But I get it. Yeah. I get why she would attach herself to him. Emotional trauma. Yep. Begets a relationship. Yes. Yes. Strong you go through shit together. They've been through shit together. But I loved it when she was but, like, I'm sorry, is that why you're talking to me like I'm a child? She I was, was like, no, no. Because because Shades only saw her as the meek. The tool. Cornell's, uh, I don't know, there were cousins, cousins, weren't they? Cousins, yeah. Um, in that, the little cousin. Yeah. He did not realize that she is her own person. Mm-hmm. But so, also you find out later that she was kind of almost a mother figure to him. Yeah, that was... This was so layered and nuanced and And then for him, for her to kill him. Oh. Yeah. Which you saw her be conflicted about it, but also it was like. But he needed to die. He did. Boy needed to die. Ooh. Yeah. So. But uh, also, I love that final episode you get with him where you find out that he was pushed into this by Mama Mabel. Yeah. He wanted to play the piano. Yep. He was. That's all he wanted. And so that's all he had left. And again, Diamondback seemed to be a decent kid until all this crazy shit happens and he's got this complex about Luke. He didn't and I don't I don't I don't think he ever had a chance. Yeah. I don't but think he, little baby Willis Stryker had a chance. Yeah, but but you see what circumstance does. Mm-hmm. Because maybe if Luke's dad would have been not an asshole and yeah. accepted his what happened and his family and he had two families kind of and if he was more accepting and a lot of that's perception because luke ended up being like he didn't like me much either no he didn't um but willis saw right but he was your legitimate son and so you see how much influence that kind of thing can have so it was just very nuanced and you got so much story for so many characters packed into such a small oh, amount of time. I know, which makes me hurt because in Daredevil 2, they could have they could have pulled they could have pulled off the, the dual storyline. Look at Luke Cage. It could have been done. Cuz we got so much information. Cuz we had Cottonmouth and we Diamondback. Got, basically that full flashback episode was all, almost all prison. Mhm. It was with a lo- uh, another stuff. We got flashbacks of them as kids. We got flashback of Cornell yeah. and Mariah as kids. It's just better I writing. Mean, so much. I think Daredevil 2 could have been written better. I do too. A lot better. And I do too. look at Luke Cage. You you they could have done like Electra through the first half and then punch, because trying to fight them together. Yeah. Eh. Anyway, so um we've already talked about Claire. Yeah. Who just 
is magical. I, need, and I just need I the love Claire her. show. Just yes. give her her own 13 episodes. I love that we got to meet her mom finally, though. Her mom was kick ass, too. Awesome. Her mom was like, look here, go. Here's uh uh-huh. here. You protect her. Go here. Okay, no, you leave her here. She's fine. You go do what you have yeah. to do. Here's the keys but to also, my But also, I don't care how impenetrable you are. You hurt her. I will find I will a way. Yes. yes. I was like, I, I, her Mommy. mom is the MVP. Yes. Her van was insured. It's fine. It's fine. I love it when she's like, my mom's got a car we haven't totaled yet. <laughs> and like, guess what? Oh they God. ended up, mom let her take the car. I don't know if she let her take the car, but she took the car. <laughs> uh, let's talk about one of my favorite characters. Okay. Bobby Fish. Oh my God. I really liked him. Again, minor character. Mm-hmm. So much. Th- we got so much from him. Yeah. Yeah. All he just wanted to rebuild the shop. He just, That's all he wanted. But I loved, and I loved that, like, that could have felt very deus ex machina with him being like, yeah. oh, by the way, I know about all the financials, and da-da-da-da-da, but it felt so organic that I didn't care. Yeah, well, somebody's got to do Pop's taxes. Yeah, why not him? Why not him? Why not somebody who's been introduced, and the guy that he was playing chess with turned out to be, uh, uh, what was, oh, God, I can't pass by Bobby him. Fisher? You got that that was a reference to Bobby Fischer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not talking about... I loved that. Bobby Fischer. Fish. But the guy he played um, chess with. Yeah. The one that went and snitched. Oh, asshole. Yeah, um, I can't... I can't remember. That's not... It's was not, it Fig? It was not Cheek. It wasn't Chico. It was... Shit. Zip. Was it Zip? No. No, no, no. Tone. Zip was the other was one. it Tone? Tone. Yeah. He, Tone died rather spectacularly in... Didn't he? In the same episode, he, but uh, but Bobby Fish, he was uh, he was almost um, I don't want to call him like a, an Alfred figure. Um, he was the voice of sanity, though. Yeah, he was. I think in Luke's life, Luke needed Kinda was him, and he to, was, but he was somebody who knew Luke's world. And where he, Luke was, but coming he also from. knew Pops. Yeah, he knew Pops a lot, and, and, and Bobby so he, Fish had been on the, the the wrong side too. Yeah. Yeah, so he understood what pop represented. He was uh, neutral territory. Yeah, he and understood that like... Crown zero. Even though pop may be gone, what his shop was Ooh. was bigger than the, just one man. The swear jar. Oh my gosh, the swear jar. I thought there was something in it. Mm. You thought that he'd open it up and it would... Have something, Because he letter, kept holding some- it. And he kept they they focused on it so much, especially at the beginning. I thought because it kind of went away at the end, like a bundle of hundreds or a letter, something, a key to some box or something. (laughs) I thought there was something in every time they'd show it. I thought, okay, what's in it? What's in? And there was never anything in it. But I love Bobby Fish. He was like because he's me. I just got new chairs. Mm -hmm. I just got this place cleaned up. Yeah. What did I just say? What did I just say? Yeah. Are you listening to me? No, they're not. Uh, I love Bobby Fish. Um, so Eric L- uh, LeRae Harvey. Okay. Is an actor I love. By the way. Um, you're looking him up, aren't you? Yeah, because uh, he looks, he's one of those that looks familiar. He was in Twister. Oh, God, he was in Twister? He was in Twister. Holy balls. Now we have to go back and watch Twister. Oh, that's terrible. I will watch Twister anytime you want to watch Twister. Oh, that's terrible. He was in, he's a uh, Boardwalk Empire. Okay, well, I watched that in the beginning. Um, But I do, I do love him as a character, as an actor. I love him. Um, He's so good. So, 
he was a little over the top for me. Oh, he was Just absolutely over the top. I kind of loved it. It was terrible. Um, but, but his character, Diamondback, is a, is a canon character. Yeah, so yeah. From that. what I understand, the armor at the end was very akin to his comic book. The look. Yeah, because yeah. it was. It was he super was... cheese ball. But he, his introduction was, as you say, organic because he was introduced through Shades. Well, and for a split second, and I don't know if it kind of uh, caught you, and I don't know if it was maybe just sometimes if I watch something and I'm a little tired, my brain just isn't braining as quickly (laughs) as it normally would. But at one point, Cornell says... I'm ready to talk to Diamondback or something. I need his counsel or whatever. And Shades is like, okay, I'll go talk to him for you. And then we see Shades go talk to Mariah a couple scenes later. And for a split second, I was like, holy fuck, is she Diamondback? No, she's her own character. Because Diamondback was like, you just kept hearing it. You kept not seeing him. Mm -hmm. They kind of fisked us, but like a longer game. Yeah. Because it was like, it was like at the end of the third episode before we finally saw Fisk. And it had been like, oh, Fisk this. Like you like you built up to it. And so I felt like we were building up to Diamondback, but then they were going to flip us over. But they didn't. But still, by the yeah. time you finally meet him, you had heard a lot about him. I already knew who Black Mariah was, though. Okay. So See, I didn't. I was, all I was this was all new to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um, so he was great. Uh, uh, so I was about- like, can we please stop quoting the Bible? Good God, we get it. We get it. But that was, the, yeah. And then he played Son of a Preacher Man, and I was like, again, we get it. <laughs> it was kind of perfect, though. Come it on. It really was. Come on. Oh, my gosh. When he was on the intercom, and Luke's trying to, which, by the way, Harlem's Paradise apparently has a labyrinth of basement areas, because I was like, is Luke Cage Pre- still walking down the fucking hallway? Prohibition. Yeah. But they accounted they for it. it. They explained it. One line of dialogue. Mm. Boom. That's all we ever fucking ask for. Loved it. So, um, so let's talk about Cornell. Oh my gosh. Okay. So he has been in everything. He's, he's in hidden figures, which we still need to see. We do still need to see that. He was in Moonlight. Mahershala Ali is amazeballs. He was, uh, he's in Hunger Games, Mockingjay part. He's Boggs. Yeah. He's Boggs. He's Boggs. Also, uh, guess who he's not? Common. common. He's not common. He's not common. It's not common. He was in, I don't think you ever watched Alphas. No, I never did. Alphas was a sci-fi TV series. It was two seasons, um, and it ended, it should not have ended where it ended, ended without ending. Oh, I like that. It got canceled. Okay. Uh, because one of my favorite characters in, I can't remember his name, but he was a, uh, he was an intern on Bones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Nigel Murray. And they killed him off. Yes, they did. And I, I cried my eyes out. But when I learned that it was so he could be, uh, he, he wanted to be on Alphas, I religiously watched that show. But, yeah. Um, but this, this guy, he was in it too. Um, He's another one that came to us through House of Cards, which was also mm-hmm. where Corey, whatever his name from Ant-Man came from. Uh yeah, he's the bad in, guy in Ant Man, but I love Mahershala Ali. I think he's he's getting a lot of recognition lately because clearly Moonlight um, was a big awards and he is uh, one fodder. Good looking man too. Can we just say he had this? Ooh. And I've seen him in other things, so that's why 
like if I had just seen him like this, I might just be like, yeah, he he's a guy that does that well. But he acts it, especially if you've seen him do other other characters. But he had that where he you could tell he was really angry or upset, and he does that smile mm-hmm. where he's just like. And yeah. he puts the smile on, and it like it's chilling. He's oh, he was just so good. He's and a then great bad as guy. As good as he was, that's why I was like, wait, did, wait, Cornell is Cornell legit dead? At one point, I was like, are they going to bring him back? Is he going to go through the Luke Cage part? Like I thought for sure, there is no way that this character is going to be gone halfway through the series. Yeah, he was. Because he was, he loomed so large. And mm-hmm. so, like, kudos to the series for doing that. Because I did not expect it. It was amazing. Yeah, he's... But he did an awesome job. He's he's pretty... And and again, he, awesome. in that final episode that he was in, where that we see the flashbacks, we see him have to kill his own uncle. You feel for Cornell. And you're like, oh... Yeah, you got that empathy for him. Yeah, which again is the best the best kind of villain is when you feel kind of bad for him. Um one of the and I'm this is canonical um because Luke Hay, uh Carl Lucas was framed by Willis Stryker. Okay. Um but canonically uh William Willis Stryker did it by stealing a shipment of cocaine of heroin from Cottonmouth. Ah. To do it, so awesome yeah he's a good guy he just wanted to play the play the keyboard and nobody would let him i did think it was kind of interesting actually lives much that's what i was trying to say cottonmouth actually does live much longer. i did think it was interesting because we see it i mean it's it's a trope where the brother the boy is the oh no he's the one that gets to go to the fancy school he's the one that's going to make something of himself yeah, yeah, yeah this was such a reversal it was, no, Mariah's the good one. Mariah's going to go to law school. She's going to the fancy boarding school. And no, Cornell, you're going to you're gonna handle the street side of things. And mm-hmm. he was like, but I'm this sensitive artist. And they're like, no, <laughs> you're going to kill, go kill your uncle. So I think that was kind of a nice little reversal from what we're used to seeing, which is, oh, the boy. And then the girl has to do, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then again, he throws that up in her face and she's like, dumb shit. She was trying to keep me away from our creepy ass pervy uncle. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. As soon as he started telling her she was was asking for it, I was like, you are dead dead to me. Oh, wait, you're really dead. No, you really are dead. Okay. uh, Let's talk about Scarf. And I think (gasps) that's my baby. I, you know, he was very like, okay. I love that actor, Frank Willie. I really like him because I have. He's not a Sorkin baby, is he? No, but oh, I was okay. I was a Swing Kid fan back in the day, and yeah, he was he was Arvid and Swing Kids, and he's a baby. You know, he was an episode of Gotham. I know he was. He was he was uh, Doug. It was Doug, Doug and Patty. Um, yes, he was. But as soon as we met him, like I was like, he's gonna be bad, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, he was in an episode of House, too. He's been in all kinds of stuff. Frank Frank Whaley's a guy that's been in stuff. He is. I'm going... He was in Psych. Yep. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. All the Law and Order NCIS's. Yep. Uh, oh, he was in Red Dragon? Oh, he was uncredited. Okay. But he's... I think he's a great actor. Um, I really liked Scarf. I... 
against my better judgment because the whole I time I'm like didn't. I shouldn't like him. He's gonna be he's gonna be a dirty cop. I didn't I didn't peg him as a dirty cop. I did from the beginning. I was I was relieved to see the white male character playing second fiddle. Oh, I was too to uh, Misty Knight. And I love that even though he turned out to be a dirty cop. In his own way, he didn't betray her. He had a redemption. No, he did. did. Yeah, you're right. He didn't betray her directly. Her directly. Like, he did in general because he was a dirty cop. He did bad shit. He did real bad shit. And he had a redemption arc real quick, real short. Boom, ba-dum, ba-dum, done. Yep. It can be done. It can be written and written well because we felt. In a short season. And we felt for him. The fact that this was 13 episodes boggles my mind i know this was at least 26 episodes this was so much good and at no point was i like oh this is dragging never this was distilled like my god please give them and i love jessica jones and i still think overall because jessica jones i i identify with that more i identify with her and trish more sure of course we did because they're so i feel like that's got a little bit of an edge over it but if you look at general storytelling Luke Cage has all the others beat hand down, hands down. Yeah. Quality of story, the backstory we got, the the way it was all woven together. Like, essentially, we got a flashback episode with the prison episode. That was probably 80% of him in prison. Yeah. And normally, I would have been like, fuck, either it works or it doesn't. But it was it was awesome. But we needed to know the Luke Cage origin. But not just Luke Cage's origin. But the end of Carl Lucas. Yes. The Carl Lucas, Luke Cage Meeting line. Reva. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring, but it also brought Reva into it, which that's the direct line into uh, the Jessica Jones right. show. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was so enjoyable. And Scarf, again, we got a really short redemption arc. But I I bought it. At no point was I like, this is not believable. This is, like, my yeah. suspension of disbelief. Was just there the it was whole fine time. The whole time, yeah. At no point was I like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, because I was so engaged. Yeah. So the the last one that I really want to hit on, um, pops. Oh, no, oh my God. Oh my gosh, he heart. My heart, yeah, my heart just bled so much. I could not believe um, they killed him. I was like, I'm so glad Luke Cage has this support in his life. He needs this. His bar blew up. Da, da, da. And, and Pops wait, knew wait, everything what? about him. Mm-hmm. He was his confidant. Yeah, he was. Power um, man. Through Reva. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's how. that was Pops people. Pops people. Um, and so he accepted him. And he was trying to help these kids get have somewhere to go to get off the street and teach them and be a, 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 a positive role model. But it didn't smack of, again, it was not white savior. No, it was not. It was not. You know that what, uppity kind of like, I don't know, where it just smacks of insincerity. You know what it also was not? What? The killing of, uh, the death of Pops was the catalyst. Yes. For Luke Cage's. Luke Caginess. Caginess. Yes. For lack of a better term. Uh, but he was not um, the romantic. No. You killed my girl. You killed my girl. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that bullshit. Yeah. And I love that Misty had a connection to Pops. Yes. Um, Cottonmouth had a connection to Pops. Yeah. Like. Which means Mariah had a connection to Pops. Everybody. Everybody had a connection. And yeah. But it it didn't. It also didn't feel like torture porn. 
No. Like mm. one of those where it was just it didn't like, feel, it, it wasn't it also gratuitous. Didn't feel like, it also didn't feel like man pain. No, it didn't. Did not feel Manufacture, like Manufacture, like none of it smacked of artificiality me. No, it didn't. Um, but I mean, they, they talk about Harlem being its own character, but that shop Oh God! Was more of a character I felt than Harlan. So bad every time every it time got they towed that up. Place up man. I was like, "Why are there cops here again?" What a poor place, man. Every time that window would get, I was like, "That poor window." It my, it, but it did kind of remind me of Jessica's window. Yeah, her door. <laughs> the window in her door. Yeah, That's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, well, we do have feedback. Okay, but before we get to feedback. Um, let's do a little housekeeping. Let's talk about how they can get us feedback. And they can do that how? Uh, they can send us an email at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcasts.tumblr.com. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. And if you don't want to remember any of that, you can go to our website, randomtpodcasts.com. Scroll to the bottom and there's links to all the social goodness. Social goodness. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um... Sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. Oh, my God. If he said sweet Christmas one more time. So funny. So funny. That was terrible. Um, I loved how corny he was, too, and Claire kept really calling was. him on it. And at one point, I was like, oh, my God, you're a little bit Luke Cage. Because you're the dad joker. Yeah, I, I really am. It's hilarious. And coffee. And coffee. Coffee. Quote, unquote. Coffee. It's all Luke Cage wanted was some coffee. Okay, but as much as I want Luke and Claire to get married and have lots of pretty beautiful babies you know that's forever. Gonna, you know it's not going to happen. But also, like, they didn't do the romance with them. They did the no. kind of, sort of, we would under different circumstances. But I know a lot of shows that would have been like, hey, boo, I know, <laughs> I know you're on the run and you almost died and we had to, like, acid your skin to like let shrapnel out like 24 hours ago, but also let's make out. So we, we fucking. Um, yeah, so it was totally like it that. felt real that they hadn't. Yeah. But yet they have this bond and it's not, again, it's not her making moony eyes at him the no, entire there time. There was no moony eyes. There was no flitting of the eyelashes. It just felt, they, oh, it was just so nice. They went from meeting to being married. That That's was, they true. pretty much skipped the whole um, courting phase, which is just fine with me. Yeah. I love it when she had to remind him who she was. She's like, I'm the one that stuck a needle in your eye. Oh, right. When you, when you got shot in the face by Jessica, your ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. He's like, oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> and Bobby's like, I'm going to go. <laughs> I hear nothing. So while they're on our website. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry focus you went left squirrel i squirreled i know squirrel. i know we're trying to transition to feedback though yes so while you're on our website you can check out our other podcasts oh my god so many um because uh gotham's gonna be starting up september 21st that's very soon yes it is wow that's yes. like um less than a month away yes it is so we will be having a preview cast before that by the way yeah we will you forgot i might have forgotten a little bit <laughs> um but also look for our thor and loki character study <laughs> agents of shield will be coming out uh at much some point at some point we don't know if we're gonna do an inhumans cast or Still not tbd it, send your feedback in though it depends because we'll at least read it on shield but it depends on a how bad it is b how 
bad it is and how much we need to talk about it. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I'm and leaning feedback. toward it's going to be real bad. And feedback. And feedback. If we get plenty of feedback for it, then that might could just justify But again, that's podcast. probably going to be eight episodes, one cast. We're not doing, we know we're not doing a cast no. per episode. We'll chuck it on <laughs> MC. No. We'll chuck it on this feed. We'll chuck it on the Shield Agents feed. Agents of Shield feed. Uh, so Agents of Shield's coming out late. Yep. Uh, we've got a, the first season of American Gods is out there. Season yeah. two is TBD, but we will be there when it's there. Uh, don't forget Agent Carter uh, is still hanging out there if you want to listen to that because don't ever forget Agent Carter existed. Oh man, rewatch. Uh, I need to do a rewatch. I know. I need. I do too. I uh, want that. Random movies. We've got our Christmas and Halloween specials coming out. Man, the fall's just. We need to get our. I know. Asses I'm in hoping gear. when we release fall content, the fall weather will come with it. Man, summer's. It's fucking we, hot. We live way down here in the south, and we have been hitting. August, we're hitting 100 degree temperatures and we are dying. Yeah. It's yeah. so hard to even get out of bed. Yeah. It's so fucking it's hot. It's fucking hot. Oh my God. Um, what other podcast do we have? Uh, Stranger Things coming up. Stranger Things. I'm so excited. I don't know what the fuck that was. That was from the bad 80s theme no, song that I made you listen to. <laughs> Stranger Things. Yeah. So that's our, our new, our new podcast coming out. Uh, TBD soon. Hashtag. Words. I'm so excited. We're going to do season one. Yes, we're trying to get season one season out before season two out. comes out on October 27th. So yep. look for that all over our socials so you can subscribe to that on your tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Stitcher or whatever you listen to us on. So I'm um, looking forward to that. And then, of course, there's random mini series that's out there hanging out forever. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking with that, but... We were thinking random miniseries. We were thinking we had more time than we really do in our lives. Well. And, and then there's random revelries because we don't love ourselves. Because we clearly don't love ourselves. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll consider. And yet there are just, I always think of it like, wow, there's still stuff that we have not screamed enough about that we needed to create an entire other podcast to scream about. Well, random revelries is there for the other things. Yes. And what did you decide on the fly a little while ago? I forgot already. We're going to do an ESO oh, Random yes, Revelries cast. Oh, yes, we're doing an ESO Random Revelries. Elder Scrolls Online has, um, I have uh, recruited. <laughs> you bribed me. I did. I bribed several of you. I bribed you more heavily, but I was like, play this with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And now, I what did I do today? Yes, you, you played. All yes, you day. Did. Yes, you did. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to be coming at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So send us your thoughts. Nice. We have, so we have the random revelries. If you want to like talk to us about stuff and we can't whatever really fit it, it anywhere be, else, whatever it may be. Uh, we don't have a game of Thrones podcast, but damn it. We will talk to you about game of Thrones. If that's what you need. We will indeed. Cause we do it already a lot ourselves. So yes. All right. So, uh, feedback, feedback. Yeah. I need to pull it up on my phone. Cause my, my Wi-Fi is not cooperating. Or my not. computer's not cooperating with your Wi-Fi right now. Yeah, but you're on my phone Wi-Fi, aren't you? No, I'm not. You should be on my phone Wi-Fi. It won't. It won't I lost play? It. I lost it. Oh. I can't get to anything. Okay. I tried to pull it back in Black Mariah, and it said, no! So, uh, Jimmy wrote in to us. Yay! Uh, says, hi guys, it's Jimmy again. Maybe stick this at the end if you think it's too spoilery. It's going up first. I've uh, <laughs> I've already gone past that with talking about how many people died. Oh, so. no, he talks about... Oh, no, this is... Oh, no, I remember this. This is really interesting. Okay. 
He says, first thing I would like to point out is not just about Luke Cage, but all of the Netflix series. Okay. This is really cool. Uh, and that is the use of colored lighting to represent each character in the shows. Okay. Daredevil slash Matt Murdock has mostly reds in his lighting. Oh, so much. his suit and devil-like appearance. Yep. Jessica Jones has mostly purples, reflecting her dealing with Kilgrave or Purple Man Oh my god, what a terrible name. Luke Cage has yellows, reflecting his comic outfit with the bright yellow shirt. I love it. Uh, Iron Fish fished. Fished. Iron Fish. I'm just going with it. That's what we're naming if Caitlin gets another fish, that's what we're naming it. Iron Fished. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Uh, Danny Rand has mostly greens, reflecting his comic book outfit, the lime green ninja suit. Jesus. Okay, I need to take a moment for that. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Punisher slash Frank Castle has mostly blacks and dark blues, reflecting his darkness and comic outfit. And all those bruises. That's... Had had that not been brought to my attention, I would not have noticed, but yeah. it's absolutely correct. That is and they do it thing. in the marketing as well. The colors allow you to see the whole Defenders trailers in a whole new light. light. <gasps> he say, he apologizes, but You no. should never apologize for art. Never apologize <laughs> for art, especially if it's a dad joke. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is about the Defenders. That's why he mentions it being spoilery. Okay. okay. I don't, I'm going with it. I don't care. The clip when Jessica is being questioned, the room is all purple. But when Matt comes in, she's uh, standing in a, is standing a very, a, wait, words? But when Matt comes in, her is standing by a bright red door. Oh, by a bright red door. Okay. Autocorrect is a terrible thing. Um, it's been your enemy for many years now. It has been. While the clip with Iron Fist is a green slash murky color until Luke Cage shows up and brings in some yellow. Finally, the scene in the second trailer when they all meet in the restaurant, the colors red, purple, yellow, and green are most common ones in the place showing they're uniting as a team. Okay. That's neat. I'll I'm going to pay, pay attention I have to pay to more attention to that going forward. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so, Luke Cage. This okay. season's color is yellow. First, and most obviously, you can see this color a lot in the title sequence. Yes. The club Harlem's Paradise, was that the name? Yes, that yes. was the name, uh, has many yellow slash warm lights. The outside scenes are often sunny with a yellowish light. I don't know of others, but looking back on the season, I see a lot of yellow softer colors. Yeah. Uh, says, all right, sorry I didn't include actual bullets this time. <laughs> He gave me bullets. Oh, my gosh. Jimmy, you are a precious human being. Bullet number one. Oh, my God. That's funny. Is this better? Oh, my God. (laughs) You salty, salty human. We respect that. Yes. Yes, it is. We, uh, that is one of my, I do, I am bilingual. I speak English and salt. (laughs) But is it salt rice? Sorry, that's a Hey, yes. Caitlin, there's uh, there's some salt rice that you can get over here. <laughs> I'll get here. some cheese. <laughs> sorry, inside jokes. Um, so sorry. So the next bullet point is, first, I really liked the flashback episodes to the jail with Reva and the super racist person guard. I mean, I didn't like that, but <laughs> you know what I mean. You wanted to hit him so hard. I hated him so much. Yeah. Uh, and one- I love that he was trying to hurt Carl, and he ended up making him... By he turning did. the temperature okay, up. That, well, that's the trope. I love it. That's I'm a like, trope. fuck you. Uh, says Bulletproof one- black man. I'm, did I step on things? I just want to finish the thought. Okay. At one point, Reva mentions millionaires in the basement. This is a nod to Trevor Slattery, Iron Man 3, the Mandarin actor. Yeah, just who Amber. was locked up in Seagate. 
did you finally see that? Because I actually finally watched it. I paused the Seagate episode and was like, there is a Marvel one shot that I had not, I had not seen all hail the King yet. I don't think I have. Yeah. I finally saw it. It was funny. Cool. Hammers in it too. Cool. Yeah. There's a lot. There's the, the hammer. Hammer was in it. A ton. The Judas bullet. Yes. Yes. Which Judas bullet that comes from. That's agents shield. Yeah. So (laughs) nice. Nice. Uh, next bullet point. Says, I think the third episode and episode of Trish Talk can be heard as Luke Cage's running. Yes, yep. it is. This is a separate thro- separate thought, but how cool would it be for Jessica Jones season two? They release an actual episode of Trish Talk where she reacts to modern day news events in the MCU, such as Age of Ultron, Pym Labs destruction, the massive blobs of ego that came out of nowhere, or even the new Inhumans. This would build up hype for the second season as well as the set of timing as set the timing since all the netflix shows are supposed to take place before civil war to avoid the circovia accords yeah uh i agree yes we need an episode of trish talk where she talks about all that shit i would love that that would be awesome the incident is mentioned again when luke walks by a guy who is selling videos where some of the avengers even get a name drop he mentions tony stark everyone knows tony stark is iron man but then he mentions others by major descriptors showing that so far the world is really kept in the dark about the battle which also ties into the agents of shield where only level six agents got the full story on the battle yeah somebody was paying way more attention than i was yep i was like luke 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 (laughs) <laughs> oh my god their babies would be so pretty wouldn't they that'd be some nice cup of coffee oh my gosh uh anyway wow that got <laughs> creepy real fast <laughs> next uh i didn't watch either of these when they came out so i don't know which way it goes but the spinning exploding bullets have appeared in both agents of shield and luke cage yeah which i didn't realize until later I think where they, I was like, hey, wait a minute, because we watched these out of order. Uh, I think they got more time on the screen in Luke Cage, but in episode 4.10 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the bullets are used in attempt to kill Mace. Also, the bullets were made by Hammer, who I think made an appearance in Iron Man 2. You don't have to think that was, in fact, uh, Hammer. Yeah, it was. Such a I love that actor. He's the, terrible. The burb. The burb. The burb. The burb. I'm a little annoyed with the use of bullets to hurt Luke Cage since Mariah listed a bunch of other ways to kill him, such as poison and burning, which were never used. Uh, let me explain that to you for just a moment. I'm going to woman'splain. Oh, you're going to woman'splain. Woman'splain. Uh, men use bullets and violence to kill. It's it's look at history. Yeah. Look at the history of serial killers. Yep. Women historically historically used. use poison. And stuff like I that. I was listening to a podcast. There's a serial killers pod. Yes, I listen to yes. a serial killers podcast. That's the kind of human I am. Yes, she is. And there's they talk about a woman, and uh, she's from Alabama. Grandma giggles. Shut up. She's poisoned. Poisoned people. Oh so. my god, where is she from? Because that sounds terrifying. It is terrible. I can't. That might be. I may be giving her the wrong name. Uh, hold on, I'll tell you. Uh, that would be. Giggling Granny. Giggling Granny. Giggling Granny. She was from Alabama. Oh my gosh. And she poisoned. Uh, but yeah, it's and it's it's kind of a trope, but it's also historically accurate that women tend to be more uh, and that's why Mariah would be the one to list those. Well, and like but the whole time I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." And it turns out she's the more dastardly. <sighs> she is, but also she was not as knee-jerk as Cornell was. Oh, well that's 
as smooth as Cornell tried to play it, mm-hmm. he was the one that was like shooting folks up in his office. Yeah, he did. But that's, again, that's a difference between the way men and women think. Yeah. And I don't. I don't mean that in a. I don't mean that in a sexist kind of way, but that's. Yeah. Historically. How society how has. How society has happened. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next bullet point. It says, I was not a fan of the reuse of the kingpin method of bad guying. Okay. Where Cottonmouth had police moles. It seemed a little repetitive. However, I did care much more for the police involved this time than Daredevil season one. That is a true statement. That is a true statement. Other than Mahoney? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really know or care about any of the police people. But also, it's used because it's a thing. Dirty cops, money talks. That, I mean, that's that's a thing. Now, here's a question. Okay. Did Misty have a sort of superpower or ability that allowed her some form of psychometry or retrocognition? All right, now, Jamie, don't be putting words in here that I can't pronounce. That's not right. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that allows her to see inside, he puts that in quotes, of images. There were several instances of her doing it and others making a comment on it. I wasn't sure if she would manifest it as a power or if she was just that good as a detective. I think that it's just a way for the audience to visualize what See what she's seeing in her head. It is a... I don't think it's a power. I think it's her brain and she's smart. It's it's the Sherlock trope. Yes. It's the deduction trope. Yes. Um, you'll see it, again, you'll see it in House. You see it in many iterations. Uh, BBC Sherlock. Yes. Um, absolutely does it. Does a lot. It. Um, but I do, I'm going to look up Misty Knight real quick. Maybe. To see canonically how she is. If, because you. I brought it closer. Yeah, you did. To and internet better. You did, and I'm connected better. Yay. Something about your Wi-Fi and my laptop just do it does like not, each other. It does not like right, it. Powers too. and abilities. Miss Henry, she was trained in martial arts. She's a superb detective. Having grasped Harbor for class. Police Academy, her degree in criminology, blah, blah, blah. And that's other stuff that's kind of spoilers for future seasons, so I'm not going to bring that up. I don't think she's powered aside from, I mean, I do know canonically she loses an arm and becomes bionic. Okay, see, that's the spoiler I was trying to avoid. Oh. (laughs) Oops. Well, they kept making references to it. It was built by Stark Industries, so there's that. But I don't think she lost it. They teased it. No, she did not lose her arm. They teased it. Because they kept showing her. And that was was one little part where I was like, I don't know, she doesn't seem to be, Uh, I mean, like, 12 hours after Claire had tied off her artery with, like, dental floss. Her <laughs> arm looked pretty functional to me. Yeah, it did. She was, mm, yeah. That was uh, one little but kind you of know, twinge of. Well, you know, in Gotham, a bullet wound that is heals true. overnight where a knife wound takes uh, for three years to heal. So I don't think it's a power. I think they were just showing the audience. Uh, how she thinks. How she sees in her head, which that is actually a, a thing. People, yeah, it's uh, almost mind palacey, which is a thing that people actually do. Yes, I it can't is a, do it. It is a technique. No, oh god, you would spend so much time organizing your mind palace and See, then reorganizing yeah, it. I'd rearrange it. It's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I so. know you. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, he says I've liked Luke's modernized outfit since it seemed more comfy and easy to operate than his comic one. But in the scene when he escaped jail, he ended up looking like his comic counterpart, even commenting he looked like a quote damn fool. This is funny because in the comics, once Luke had a 
costume change, he said that he hated his old outfit. So I, I'm kind of glad he brought that up because I was reading um, that uh, Mike initially was like, I don't know that I want to do Luke Cage. It had roots in black exploitation, which was just like, hey, black people spend money. Let's do let's do black people and just make money off of it and call people jive ass turkeys because that's totally what black people talk <laughs> like. Right. And so the, it had roots in black exploitation and, uh, Mike was kind of reluctant and they were like, no, no, we are doing this in a modern way. It's going to be very different. And so there were those kind of cheeky. Yeah. Nods to God. Wasn't this terrible when it first started in the seventies? Yeah. I mean, even he, well, even they, his, his massive hair, out yes. of prison and the cheesy tiara and the weird costume. Yes. It was kind of nice that it was like, we set, we, we know our roots and we're consciously avoiding that because this is terrible. Yeah. They have to be, well, that, and that's, it both saddens me and excites me that they need to pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. So, um, so yeah, there's that, but I liked that they, his, the, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to finish. Janya's brain just kind of, woo, I'm gonna sometimes. It. I, you know how when I break, I just repeat the same word over and over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to finish Jimmy's email. Then there's something else that I do want to mention about Luke Cage's clothes. Okay, Zs. So um, he goes on to say, the other hand, Diamondback's outfit was too similar to his comic one. Oh, it was so bad. I see where they were going with the battle armor, but the comic character dressed up as Snake. They should have changed it up a little bit since it is hella ugly. It was so bad. He closes with, finally, we see Claire grab a tab on a karate flyer with Colleen Wing. Could she somehow appear in Iron Fest? Iron Fest? Yeah, now it's gone from fisting to fist. Fest. Yeah. Uh, well, there's only one way to he has find an out. Iron vest. <laughs> Insert plug for Iron Fist podcast here. You'll get it eventually. TBD. At some point. Soon. Trademark. We we realized we were like, oh my god, I can't binge any more Marflix at this point. And we've got to get um, Stranger Things. Stranger done. Things going. So uh, there's that. So I hit the amount of seasons I need to watch in a very small amount of time, and it apparently is four. <laughs> So, I wanted to mention um, the hoodies. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. So, in the first several episodes, he's wearing he's wearing the hoodie, and he's wearing the hoodie, and he gets shot up, and he's wearing the hoodie. And the whole time, I'm going, they've got to say something. They've they know what they were doing. They've got to say something. And the, the show keeps going. The show keeps going. He, every time he puts on a hoodie, I'm like, oh, my God, they've got to say something. And then when they do the radio show yep. and he does the rap and there's all these guys walking around in the shot up hoodies. Yes. Oh my God. That was so powerful. I cried. Oh wow. And I audience that takes a lot to I make Johnny cry tears. And when they said, um, Trayvon's name. Yep. I just, that's, that was the break. I was like, there it is. Oh my gosh. They finally recognized and they finally gave him that nod. I was looking for. The whole show. And that was very conscious. Because, I mean, because Luke Cage is very much predates. Yes, yes. Uh, the whole incident. But they brought it up and I was in tears. They thought the idea of a bulletproof black man in a hoodie. Yeah. Was powerful. Oh, it And was. it is. It is. And it was. that 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 bit, I was like, 
talk about I had to pause it and take a moment. Yeah, I like I wanted to listen to it over and over again just so I could hear it yeah. all over and over. Um, and it was kind and powerful. it was nice to kind of flip the narrative of which we got a lot with Matt. Yeah. In Daredevil of oh, most of the public thinks he's terrible. Yeah. With Luke it was Yeah, no, I don't believe what they're telling me about him. He's oh, yeah. a good guy. Yeah. It was nice for me to see the most, and, and albeit there was that anti-Luke rally, but most of Harlem was rallying around him. Of course they it were. It was the cop that ran uh, that ran into him that was like, no, nah, you ran away from me. No, man. I'm old. I'm old. They'll believe that. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And again, a bulletproof black man in a hoodie was yeah. very powerful. But does he own stock? Oh my god! In that hoodie company, my my sweet angel. I kept going. Why aren't you wearing the same bullet ridden clothes when you go do shit that you know you're gonna get shot? Yeah. And then the guy gives him the camouflage hoodie because because he's like, is that is that is that a double XL? Oh my god! I'm already ahead of you, and he starts pulling it oh off. Oh my I was like, god! And I love it when he was at Domingo's, and he's like, "Do you have this in a double XL?" I was like, "Oh my god!" But they. But they brought attention to it. They, yes. They were like, yes, we know he keeps changing. They were very much doing Here it on purpose. Go. It's just that one little bit of dialogue. Yes. That's all we ever ask for. Yeah. Nah. It was great. Okay. Yes, I cried. So this is from Greg, and I'm sorry, I'm not reading this part. He gets he gets very, very excited. Okay. Um, Greg is a, excited. It's a Wu-Tang reference for the uninitiated. See episode three fight scene. Okay. Plus also see Method Man in episode 12. Right. Uh, Carl Lucas, a.k.a. Luke Cage, a.k.a. Power Man, brought the ruckus. <laughs> that word sounds so weird in my mouth. I don't like that. <laughs> For 13 episodes. Full, full disclosure, I'm sending this after having listened to your Daredevil Season 2 cast and having watched the entire Defender series. Jesus. Wow. That is a lot of Marvel. I won't spoil anything, but I'm just saying that the last cast really bummed me out to hear that you two didn't like the series I had enjoyed most up to that point. And I'm still on a Defenders high. So those two things may have heavily influenced on this feedback. Okay. The Luke Cage series was very much an enjoyable series. Oh my god. Just off of the soundtrack and musical guest appearances, I loved how Method Man, Raphael, Sadiq... Mm -hmm. And Faith Evans exists in this universe. Yep. This was good. Especially Most, with a giant poster of Biggie in the office. I know, right? Which I think, I'm just so glad they took that down. I got tired of looking at it. Well, but they kept doing the thing where they would stand in front of it and with was, the crown. I know. I was like, I was like that's, that's, that's a little much. A like little, nine episodes in. Oh my God. I would, I'd had enough of that. Uh, he says, most of the acting was on point and most of the characters were interesting. They skillfully wove in the current social climate and world events into the story. Yes, they Several did. Several winks and nods toward the comics, so it was acknowledged for the fanboys, but not crammed into the story unnecessarily. There was the origin stories of Cage, Pop, Mariah, Cottonmouth, and Diamondback. There was even a bunch of MCU movie references to remind us this is still in the same world. Yeah. I know I've already mentioned that I ranked this at number four behind Daredevil Season 1, but it's right behind it and I love all of them. Okay. I would rank this higher than Daredevil altogether. Yeah, I would say Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. The story was just so engaging. It was so full. Uh, three villains, all with stories you 
three villains, all with stories you could empathize with. Yeah, that was the problem we had with Daredevil season two, was you yeah. couldn't empathize with anybody. But yes, I could, in fact, empathize with... Even with Cottonmouth. Even, even with Diamondback. Diamondback. Yeah. Uh, but all of the good guys, Luke, Claire, Pop, Misty, were such good guys, they never had the chance that Kingpin or Kilgrave had of maybe having a see their perspective or be on their side, I think. I think Misty got more growth than anybody. I think she saw more of all the sides. I think she woke. Yeah. I think she woke up. Yeah. I do too. Um, so he so says, speaking of bad guys, who did you like more? Like is a odd word. Mariah, Cottonmouth, Domingo, Shades, or Diamondback? Okay. Of the five. Oh, God. Okay. Like as in think they're the best villain. Or like as an empathize with. He doesn't, he doesn't say so. If we go with empathy, it's got to be Mariah. Okay. Because of her snapping on Cornell. Okay. I kind of know that feel, not that particular situation, thank God. Um, but that feel of, holy fuck, you're not listening to me. This is something that happened. It's important to me. And you're just... And of course, sweeping it away. Yeah, but I, so I kind of Mariah in that standpoint. But as far as like rolling around in fun villainy, it'd probably be Cottonmouth. Well, Mariah, we you and I are more able to identify exactly. with, of course, with the female character. The female character, of yeah. Um, Shades was my favorite. I I did love Shades. He was fun. Stupidly. He was so much fun. He was fun to watch. I him. Even when he was in the background of a scene, he was working. But he's not a top tier villain. No. And neither was Domingo. No. Um, and bless his heart, when Luke Cage was carrying Domingo out of that and his bone is sticking up out of his knee, I was like, ow, ow, ow. Do you know ow. who he reminded me of? Who? The guy in The Magicians that is the gatekeeper for quote unquote Our Lady Underground that basically gives them the summoning thing. Oh, God. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of him yeah, to the point I need, of I looked I, that, him up. That I need to rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Shades was the most fun. Yeah. Shades was the most fun. Um, Mariah was the most relatable. Yes. But Shades absolutely. was the most fun. Absolutely. Uh, as far as just pure bad guy, it would be Cottonmouth. Yeah. So he says Cottonmouth was my pick. <clears throat> okay. I loved how he laughed every time the situation got uncomfortable. He did. He had that creepy-ass smile. And you're like, oh, somebody's going to die soon. And they did. Oh, sorry. Uh, It says, also, Diamondback kind of brought the series score down for me. He was a little too over the top. And what the hell was he wearing in the final battle? That suit was straight out of the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it really was. Yeah, it it really kind of was. Um, for Jessica Jones lovers, we get the Reva Connor story fleshed out a little bit more, mm-hmm. how she and Luke met and possibly the other info that Reva had on the flash disc that Kilgrave made her and Jessica retrieve. Yep. <clears throat> uh, the Method Man cameo was on point. <laughs> the live music performances were excellent. X, X. Words. Were good. Turk Barrett sighting. Oh my gosh. So many. That dude, too stupid to stay off the hero radar. But also, he was like, I'm going to fuck off and go back to Hell's Kitchen. Got locked in a dumpster. Oh He's, he is literal Turk. trash. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Claire is back, and she's no pushover. You cannot have her purse. 
she's about to get more awesome. Her final scene in the closing montage was a hint at that in the next series. Yes, we yeah. we have totally picked up on that. Yeah. Uh, Misty Knight was good. Hell, she was damn near a superhero herself with her ability to analyze photos and crime scenes and deduce what she can't see by zoning out and imagining being in the midst of it. But there's more of her, more to come with her too. I love her. Again, it's, it's a trope, but. I love her though. But to have a female. A female of color too. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, MCU slash comic book nods galore. Here are our bullet points. Power Man reference from Pop. Oh my gosh, so many. Hero for Hire reference at Genghis Khanis. Genghis Khanis. Yep, I'm not for hire. Restaurant, episode one, end scene. Comics costume scene after he broke out of prison. You look like a damn fool. Oh my god, it was so stupid too. The tiara was ridiculous. Hammer tech being used all throughout the show. Yep. The kid on the corner selling DVDs of the incident. Yep. Luke was at Seagate Prison where Justin Hammer and the Miranda, uh, Mandarin were being held. Yeah. Misty got shot in the arm, which was a nod. She loses that arm in the comics, and Tony Stark gives her a bionic arm. Stay tuned. Uh, Cottonmouth calling his cousin Black Mariah, which was her comic book name. Yep. And she's like, you know I hate that. Which he hated Cottonmouth. Yeah, he did. Uh, so this is the uh, edited email. Oh, okay. From Michael. Okay. Aloha, ladies. <gasps> Please disregard my last email in Luke Cage's. <laughs> I'm fixing the typos. Okay. And adding some additional thoughts. Okay. It's fine. No, it's fine. Janya would do that. I, I you, would. You would do that Which shit. is why I accept this version. Yes. So it's okay, okay. We get it. Coulter is a handsome man. As so much. evidenced by his betting his way through the Netflix Marvel Universe. He only had sex with Misty that we saw in this series. And Claire. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and also Jessica in another series. And, and he how was many women he was? And he was picking up women on the sly all the time in that bar. Okay, but oh yeah, and the other lady. Mm. Okay, so it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's not wrong. He's a large, pretty man. He's not wrong. But uh, no, I I can I I can understand why that would be. Although old. yet again, I loved that this wasn't tropey romantic crap. Yeah, there's that. Uh, Michael says, I hear he's still with Claire and Defender, so Colleen, Wing, Patricia, and Karen might be safe. I'm assuming Hogarth will be immune to his charm. <laughs> it will be interesting to see if the if they go full circle and have him uh, end up with Jessica Jones. I think they're going to have to. I don't see Jessica settling down at this point in what we know of at her. At this point. At this point. So, yeah. But, you know, in the canon. It'd be a hard sell for me. Anyway. He says, I know I've mentioned this before, but I would have preferred a bulkier actor. Imagine Cage played by young Michael Clark Duncan or Bob Sapp. Okay, but also, like, it takes a lot to be bulkier than him. Because he big. It does. And Michael Clark Duncan passed away due to an enlarged heart. And is already kingpin. So. Wait. He was kingpin. Oh, was he? Okay. I almost want to film I you. Re- I almost want to film you watching that Daredevil version because you're going to be horrified. I've got, it on, I've got it on demand. I found it. I started to watch. Oh it no! I have to be present for that shit. And was ready to puke. I have to the be present. Second, Affleck showed up on screen. <laughs> I was like, nope, nope. I noped out. Like, I'm nope, not I drunk enough this. for this. I, it was time for bed. I could not do it. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says he says it's okay. I'm though I'm past it. 
Colter plays the character well enough. He's a slightly younger Henry Simmons, and that's a good thing. If Simmons weren't already in Marvel, I think he'd have been a good cage. Yeah, he does have some Mac-esque. Yeah, he does. Oh, my God, now I want them to meet. And kiss? Maybe. Yeah. Or have coffee. All of it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes to all. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Anyway, Michael says, Cage had a great villain in Cottonmouth, and they killed him off and left us with Diamondback and Black Mariah. Diamondback was too forced, so it's not just us. I mean, he was crazy. He was. Uh, it says he could have been a decent future second villain, a future season villain, where they could have allowed more time for shared backstory between him and Cage. They could have created a much stronger story and pushed the brothers' link. I think Black Mariah should have been safe for season two. Maybe just hint to her being the big bad at the end of season one. Well, we don't know that she's not coming back. I think she's going to be I her. Think her I think her and Shades are. I think she's going to be her seasons two. Yeah. Or at least one of them. The show's pace suffered after losing Cottonmouth. They didn't do good transitioning to Black Mariah, and Diamond was Diamondback was over the top hammy, rifting off warriors. He was hammy, but like I like that. I kind of so I forgave. I forgave a lot of that because yeah, I was, I was having fun at that point. Yeah. I was having fun, and it was engaging. But he was real hammy. He was really over the top. Yeah, he really was. It says, uh, "Come on, there's." No real explanation behind his tie to hammer tech either. But you finally got to see the Judas bullet that they used in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, I w- that is very true when he's that like, oh, pl- this suit is specially hole. made against you. Hammer's in prison. How do you have this tie right? and they're making shit out of Chitauri okay. yeah. weapons? I want to know. Yeah, I got, I, I'll give you that. Well, that was like the, a hand wavy kind of a thing. Is the vulture involved in this somewhere? Yes. Shoot the spinny things. Just say in Adrian Toomes. Yeah. The Tinker, man. Yep. Oh, the Tinker. Forgot about the Tinker. Yeah. That would have been a nice tie-in. Uh, she says Misty, uh, she, he, sorry. He says Misty Knight was inconsistent to me, portrayed as a capable badass sometimes and nearly bumbling other times. Mm, I took that to be emotional shit going on. Well, she finds out that her partner... Is that dirty, was a huge betrayal. Which is a huge blow. Yeah. But she, I, I understand where he's saying it's inconsistent. That's It kind of is. But I feel like the circumstances surrounding it called for it. Yeah, I thought it was character-driven inconsistency, not poor writing or poor acting. He says, I really like the actress, but the character was underserved by the writers. I did feel a bit cheated that she didn't get her cybernetic arm, especially since they went through giving her a convenient arm wound. Dang tease from the writers. I think they were not trying to put all their eggs in one basket. And think about how much money that costs. Remember Phil Coulson's uh, hand that we were like, oh, look, it looks exactly like a real hand because (laughs) we don't want to pay for this. I know, right? (laughs) Just put on a glove. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. fine. (laughs) It's It's fine. Yeah. So I think that was a nod to it without actually having to pay to have her in a bionic arm. Well, I think they're trying to save some story. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I get that. We could get that Uh, in the future. He says, I really liked the first half of the series. The second half was just okay. Well, no, you know, hey, that's fine. Hey, your opinion. He says, after revisiting the show, I'm strangely in the mood for some robust Cuban coffee. Oh, my gosh. Cheers and stay jarvelous. But he says, P.S., do you really want feedback on Iron Fist? Eventually... But, yeah, we're not going to watch it right away. Right, yeah, it's... At this I've p- watched a lot of Marvel in a short amount of time. At this point, yeah, I know so much. Um, we will record Iron Fist. Because we want to get to the Defenders, Because we want to get to the Defenders. And then Jessica Jones. 
but we don't have it it's scheduled. Not scheduled it's not scheduled right now we're looking maybe winter hiatus maybe yeah we'll just have to see it may even be next summer yeah i'd hate Who that the hell knows sorry um we just could not get crammed we just were got so crammed for time this summer um but do send in your feedback for iron fist and defenders um i'm gonna be honest i skipped iron fist and started defenders yeah and now so. that now that i'm i wanted to put luke cage to bed, to bed. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. (laughs) 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 So that was the bed breaking scene. Okay, sorry. See Jessica Jones. Uh, (laughs) We broke the bed. I do want to know how he owned property with his new identity. And then all of a sudden he's like, I want to be off the grid. But whatevs. He told Jessica his his, his name wasn't on anything. That's true. They can't connect him to it. That's true. Remember? I love him. I know. Uh, so, yeah, send in, send in feedback for Iron Fist and Defenders and anything. Yeah. We will find a place for it. We will. Uh, don't forget, we will be doing preview cast for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham, as we usually do. So, And uh, at some point, there will be a baby preview cast for Stranger Things even coming yep. out. So, when you see that, subscribe. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, it'll be awesome. Um. So yeah. So where do you where do you rank this now? Uh, I've already said he's second. Jessica okay. Jones is first. Luke Cage is second. Okay. Uh, season one Daredevil. Then season two Daredevil of the four that we've seen. And you know what? This proves representation is important. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad this exists. Just purely that it even exists. Oh no. Yep. Because I was like, see, look, look, Marvel Studios. The big movie people, look at this. Well, the, and the one thing... When and I'm Luke, hoping we're getting a lot of this similar feel with well, Black Jess, Panther. Jessica Jones and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage 2 are both... I think they're both filming right now. Yeah. I know Jessica Jones is. I know Jessica Jones is because we've are seen things that have happened on set. Writing Luke Cage, or it's it's in the works. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and the one thing I remember when the Luke Cage series first came out was like September. Yeah. It was about has a year it, ago. God, has it been that long? Mm-hmm. Everybody on my Twitter feed and like all my personal everybody social media. Everybody was saying how good it was. Everybody was talking about how good it was, but mostly the music, how great the music was. Mm-hmm. The music's so good. And it was. And it was woven throughout without being cheesy. Yeah, it was. Without being um, soundtracky. I love Charmed, but when they would have guests. At the club, it was so bad. P3? It was like, look, it's Pat Bernartar. Was it, was it P3? It was P3. God, I can't believe you watched Charmed. I love t- Charmed. I loved it. Was it. Terrible. it was so bad. It was so bad. The white lighter. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what that's... What the fuck was that? I don't know. But that's the example of when it's cheesy and bad, and Luke Cage is the example of how it can be well done. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, God, I forgot because that that Pete the 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 studio didn't show up in Charmed until like what season three? No, it was it was before Prue left. What? The, yeah, she was around till like season two or three, wasn't she? Yeah, okay. yeah. But because that was it was so bef- bad. Because it was before um, McGowan showed up. Yeah, Rose McGowan. Yeah, because that's when the show just really tanked. <laughs> 
because it wasn't bad before. It wasn't before. bad before. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to watch that again. It's so, so bad. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. That is an example of. Yes. How, how it can be poorly musical done. musical guests are bad. Yeah. But, I mean, they had the club. I mean, they had Harlem's Paradise. They established it up front. Yeah. It was their um, legitimate front. Yeah. So, yeah, the music was great. Like, I would, I would listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So, uh, anything else? No, that's all I got. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks.